Moo, and good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Pink Tron. Uh, this is Sean Fogenberg. Here joining me is Matt DeFreitas. Matt, what are you drinking? Just on the race, sports drink. <laughs> recovery I need the recovery drink today. Also, we've got prodigal son, Steve Pritchard. Uh, what are you drinking tonight, Steve? Uh, I'm on a Hazy Jane from BrewDog, so um, I think I'm directly putting money into Nate's pocket, as I think he's a shareholder. So. Oh, wow. Is that uh, one of the alcoholic or non-alcoholic BrewDog? It was one of the ones that was in the cupboard. Okay. Uh, and I believe <laughs> it is an alcoholic one. Okay. I think one of yeah. the other ones was the Punk AF, which is alcohol-free. But no, this yeah. is, apparently it's 5%. So. Nice. Even, even on a like tiny wee tinny, that's enough to get me a little bit tipsy now. Because so. you're one of the uh, the original Pink Troners, aren't you, Steve? So God, yeah. Sadly, I think so. Um, Amazing. Now, alcoholic club. Now you get to see how far it's gone downhill. But uh... <laughs> no, genuinely. Before, well, also, uh, I, I think I, I, I've messaged you both online before, but to like say in in the public sphere as well. I'd loved where where you guys are taking it. So it was a, it was basically a loose a loose idea of a way of getting a few of us to have a drink together on a Friday night. Um, <laughs> and record it <laughs> and uh yeah no it's really cool you guys have continued to tradition it's it's still a fine listen so uh, hopefully i don't uh take things back to where they were before uh oh, feel you. free we're we're all about <laughs> recording getting drunk together so <laughs> <laughs> uh all right so oh i guess i'll, I'll uh say what i'm drinking uh i Oh, have, look at that. I made, my, I made myself what the a little... Heck? That's not a drink, that's a dessert. It really is, yeah. That That is not a drink for a podcast. I mean, it's have far you... too visual. Um, uh, so have... it's I, it's really... I made this foam that's uh, like a whipped whipped cream type thing that's a crema catalana foam. Uh, so like a orange, lemon, cinnamon, vanilla foam what? thing. And then I, in, in the bottom, it's got liquor 43 and creme de cacao. So... And have you nice. did you have to flame it as well? Oh uh, no, that's it's it's got some cinnamon on top. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that, I really did just make myself a, a a little dessert. That is super impressive. Who, who was it? I think it was last week. Somebody was talking about they've got the. It might be you, Sean. He's got the brew dog gin as well. That's uh, really no, I think that was. Um, I think Brent had that last week. Yeah. Oh, cool. I'm going to have to drop him a note and ask what it was. I just remember listening in the car. I think that sounds like a really interesting drink. I'm going to have to try and source that. So, Brent normally has about three drinks on the go every episode, which is quite <laughs> impressive. You know, I think it's like um, his his lawyer business and then he comes home after a hard day and he's just got rogue drinks. He just only tr drinks them as the podcast goes on. <laughs> All right. So oh, HSRL this week. Uh both of you did race one, correct? Yeah, it, we did. And um, Matt, Matt being an A is currently supping his type of recovery drink, and me being a D <laughs> is currently supping my kind of recovery drink. So um, I'm I'm really interested to see how the race differed. So um, I don't like. Should we talk about the route first, or <laughs> before we dive into to, to how our race went? But I'm really interested to hear how Matt Matt's race, the contrast between an A and a D, basically. Yeah, so the, the course is the Innsbruck Continentals Hill Climb course, I believe, um, which, yep. so it is, you start in the Innsbruck, Innsbruck Pens, but instead of turning left, you turn right, go out toward the 
the hairpin over the river, do the reverse sprint. Uh, that's one of the two segments. Uh, then you go up the reverse leg snapper, which is not a segment, uh, and then head out toward the reverse climb, correct? The the steeper, pitchier, yep. Yep. Um, which is the second of the segments. And then how far beyond uh, the end of the climb is the end of the race? It's about 3K, I think. Ks. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, so you get another, you get a good descent in. Hmm. Yeah, it's just oh. after the double hairpin, but yeah, yeah. Well, we'll talk about that in a bit again. One of the things I'm fascinated to see how it went in Matt's race, but yeah. So I don't think I've ever ridden that first segment before because I was thinking about when I did the the long Innsbruck route that does both the com and the reverse com. I think you do leg snapper direction both times on that. So, uh, so there's in HSRL, I think. It was either 2022 or 2021. We did uh, Octorbon, uh, which has both climbs and actually the sprint in both directions. So that's the only time I think I've ridden that that reverse sprint. So I, I did that race. So I obviously have done that before, but um, but it was a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's a, it's a fascinating. It's, it's obviously Swift's a fast start, and I think the sprint is one one and one point five, one point six k's. After yep. the start, there's a bit of a lead in from the pens of a few hundred meters. So I imagine you guys were full gas. To oh, yes. yeah. Yeah. Um, it was, and that was actually, it was, it was actually quite mild to start. But yeah, the, the sprint was absolutely full on. There were some really top sprinters. So I, I think mm. I came eighth in the sprint as well, 12 down. <laughs> so wait, in the Ds, so as you go over the bridge and turn left, I hadn't realized there's like a 3% little, little slope there. Mm. And that actually worked really well for myself. And I think Ramsey was in the race as well because we just kept our watts the same and we naturally fell out the back of the bunch a bit. And then we hit the sprint and basically sprinted through the bunch. I've I've never done a, a better bit of tail gunning in my life accidentally. Nice. <clears throat> thanks, thanks to that little slope. And then, and then you hit the, the then you hit the, um, the leg snapper, which again was, there was two guys who went for it and there were four of us all in, all in the herd, all in herd jerseys. They just kind of sat together doing tempo. Yeah. And I don't know if it's the new pack dynamics or whether the guys at the front eased off a bit, but they were 25 seconds ahead of us at the top of the leg snapper. Oh, wow. Um, and we got it back to 10 seconds, not really trying by the bottom of the comp. Um, and I think that's just sort of a bit of natural churn with us being a four and then being a two. Um, so yeah, it's uh, there's um, that that's quite a brutal. It's quite steep that way, isn't it? I, yeah, it's, it's steeper than you you realise, having gone down it many times. But <laughs> when, hmm. when you actually go up it, like yeah. But I'm I'm actually quite happy that it wasn't a um a segment a uh, yeah one of the one of the points bits. Hmm. Yeah, I think that that would have been it. Would have been tasty. That would so the, mm. the the bunch of us who to sort of let the two guys ride off the front, and then what? I, partly, I think it's the swift mechanic. So I think it still bases that time gap is based on the speed you're going, not necessarily what the actual time is. So it makes it seem like people are further away than they actually are because you're going quite slowly at the top of the leg snapper. Yeah, um, but we had it back to ten seconds at the bottom of the com. And within 500 meters of the com, our group had four had caught up to the two guys in front. So at, at that point, for me, the race became really interesting. So I might just need to hold this guy's wheel and I'm going to beat him by 10 seconds in the segment. Um, what what was the climb like for you? Because like, it became 
it was actually quite it's a it's a sort of climb i like because you have like it's a step climb so you have the bits that are kind of 12 to 15 percent like big red numbers where i was trying to go a bit quite a bit above threshold and then try and recover at threshold in the bits in between or even a bit below um i really like that sort of climb because it's like a minute of effort recover minute of effort recover Um, yeah again how was it in the a are you guys just like you've just got to go flat out everywhere or well i mean it could have been like that um as it as it transpired in the race um it it, uh i think for the first maybe four minutes everyone was quite quite it was quite high watts but not really high and you know i I was i always watch my heart rate and uh because that's you know how i i don't really know how to judge it on what watts but i look at my heart rate and my heart rate was at a good point and i felt really good um but then after i think four minutes it really kicked up and um yeah so basically there was a group of an 11 i think and everyone kind of stayed together and then if you watch because i did the stream if you watch the stream it kind of worked like that it really opens up after that four minutes and then it was just basically full-on sort of over five watts per kilo for the for the whole of the rest of the of it it was really really hardcore um yeah and it was like hanging on for dear life jobby <laughs> I'd, I'd be interested to see how i think i saw chris racing and, and a few other guys i'd be interested to see b's and c's it, it is a climb where you can like bowser to a, to a good extent you, you are still going to draft people if you can hold on and and the nature of the climb i found is that where you've got that flat bit i think some of the the bigger riders will be able to use their power on those flatter bits to catch up again <clears> to a wheel and then try and sit in the wheel i think it, it like so it's what 5.8 k's starts at 7.2 i think the marker for people really is about 11 and a half k's so there's that last little steep bit and then it actually really flattens out yeah, like three yeah. percent up to up to the um up to the com banner and you've maybe got like a 200 meter sprint there with a bit of an effort um but yeah if you can if you can be with somebody at 11 and a half like if you're if you're clinging on like that's your finish line because if you can you, you're going to be in their draft and like at three percent like i think it's pretty hard to drop people on on that lower gradient really isn't it so yeah and some, yeah, exactly, um, somebody just went past some there was one guy that was quite a long way behind and he i could just see him just slowly edging up on me like throughout the race i i got into so this crazy norwegian guy like broke away i think he's he's got a 5.6 20 minute watts per kilo and i think he's a legit um because he he's on a kicker five and he's got asioma pedals so i think he's just a really fantastic rider he broke away and me and a couple of other guys big bry mark prado um we we had a group of four and we were sort of chasing him um but then i kind of managed to get away from mark and got sort of 10 second lead but this other guy was slowly closing up and he caught me exactly on that flat bit but it was nice because i i could just get in behind him and actually save myself some watts Mm. so it was almost perfect that he overtook me there it's interesting to hear that, that too like i talking to some of the better riders i know they kind of talk about the difference between like really good amateurs and like the next level is is your like one to three minute power and and i found this climb i think it is an examination of your one minute power as much as your ftp whereas if i think about the other side that's quite an ftp climb you're just going to sit comfortable with this because you've got those steep sections i think mm-hmm. if you can really put the hurt on on the steep sections you're going to gap people and then if you can sit at your ftp on the on the less steep sections then uh then you're gonna you're gonna fly up the climb quite quickly so like it's yeah. um 
I think actually Craig, who we, who we were speaking to before we started recording, I think it's a climb that would really suit Craig because he's he's one of those riders that can. Yeah. Can so he and I both really like this side. Uh, I when I get dropped, it usually is on the flatter bit because you go so hard on the steep bits with the expectation that you'll be able to recover a bit. Uh, and sometimes there's there's a rider who's been sitting right with you on that steep bit but they're not going as hard as you as you are um and then you get to that flatter bit and they they just keep riding <laughs> yeah i don't know about you steve though the 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 three kilometer sort of downhillish bit over the top was just it just was so nice that, that it was in there i was like thinking about mario line who set up the uh set the race up i was like oh this is just brilliant i'm so happy that you you set this up because it was just so nice to have that kind of Wait, again, recovery. again i'm fascinated to hear how your race went so i i i think the guy with me is gonna gonna be better in a sprint like i really hung on to his wheel to stick with him and at about two k's to go like it's five percent but we weren't yet doing super tuck speed and i had an aero hat so i just did about a 10 second sprint and then just sat in a super tuck and the guy, poor guy behind me he was i, I was sat doing no watts and i'd got like a 50 meter gap because <laughs> i'd like you could sit two seconds but you could see the numbers at the bottom of the screen I could see him pushing four watts kilogram. Like, so he's really oh, trying wow. to D and he just couldn't close the gap because I'm sat 70, 80 kph in the super tuck position and he couldn't catch it. So it, uh, I tucked. Uh, I don't know if <laughs> like what the what the phrase is for that, but no, that I think it's if you can get that com banner, if you can sprint and get into a super tuck early, I think it's really tough to catch people on that bit. So yeah. like it's, it's you... a really nice little tactical because you know the so. super tuckers changed right mm. How, yeah so uh only one generally only one of you will will get the super tuck but the the other thing that was really cool in our race was there was a sea guy um called joe gibson so you couldn't see the names because you know as you can't see the mm. names of them but when we he tagged on to us and then he he gave me a lead out at the ends i was <laughs> so thankful for him like being there um i thought it was orion because he, he had the same sort of headband that he has mm. um but then i saw it was this the joe gibson guy i was like oh this is absolutely brilliant and he was just like i think he felt he was hanging in there but actually he was massively helping me <laughs> and the guy that that i beat in the sprint was probably thinking oh flipping herd riders you know <laughs> ganging up on me <laughs> but yeah so no we yeah, pretty much cruised it cruised it down actually. it's a really fast finish isn't it it isn't it down the hill and i think that you you fly around that double double hair pin and come into it so i think it's for me i think it's one to make an attack from a bit further away if you can if you can gap somebody i think it's really hard to get yeah get it's, them on that descent yeah um, and that sprint really crept up on me i was like, like i hope he isn't gonna catch me because it really yeah. caught me by surprise yeah. no, fun uh, race though really fun race yeah what really bike, cool race. what bike did you use uh i had update i actually was quite well prepared as people who know me will will laugh at um and then the update took ages uh to install um so then was trying to install the update on my phone to see which would install quicker got into the pen with about 90 seconds to go and then the update uh on the apple tv was there with about a minute to go so i was trying to take my jacket off and turn the fan on and things like that and was on a tron anyway so i i race on a tron but i think I don't think I'd have changed my mind. I think I would have gone Tron. I think you want you want a really good all-rounder. Yeah, to be honest, I didn't even think about it. I, it was not 
I'm I'm a little bit like you, Steve. If people think that you're not organised, because I'm I never think about it, and then suddenly sometimes I think about it, and uh, I didn't even think about the bike at all. I I ended up just being on the Tron because that's what I was on. But probably I don't know. I would imagine the climbing bike would be better, wouldn't it? But so I, I, I guess it depends because of the uh, you know you've got two segments, one of which is a sprint, and the finish is a downhill sprint. Uh, so if mm. you expect to be in a group. Uh, I mean, the, the sprint, you're definitely going to be in a group um, and you can lose depending on how many riders are in there and how hard your how good your sprint is. You could lose several places in that sprint that you're not going to make up by having a climbing bike over a Tron necessarily. Yeah, yeah I, I haven't I haven't looked at Zwift inside. This kind of climb fascinates me because it's a bit like Volcano in a way that like Volcano like it is a climb but the climbing bike isn't the best option on the volcano isn't it and oh this, this one, one's definitely gonna got be... some really steep sections but you've definitely got some fast sections on it as well but it's so. I, I on don't average seven percent so yeah hmm. I, I don't think this one's anywhere near as draftable like the volcano that i totally agree with you on the volcano i i had source running and very often most of the way through only on those little flat bits that you could see obviously the draft was helpful but on the steep bits the draft wasn't helpful at all but i don't know i mean yeah you, you could be right i mean um so what I, speed that's really interesting so was the drafts about 11 kph so we were doing seven or eight kph on the really steep bits so not going to get the draft but kind of b's and a's maybe doing more than that it was yeah but there wasn't it was very low a few I was, watts or something yeah, yeah. I, I was watching Source and it, the, the, the draft was really low on the steep bits. And, and I think, I don't think there's going to be many races that are going to have, you'll definitely obviously have a group for the first sprint, but I was eighth on the first sprint and I managed to win the event by coming second on the calm and second overall. Um, no, I didn't win the event. I, I, I came second in the event um, by, by getting um, second on the other two things, even though I came eighth in the sprint. So uh I don't know, but you, if you've got a group, then you're you're absolutely right, of course. But I don't think there's going to be many groups by the end in many of the races. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I had to look. I, I haven't looked at the Bs and Cs. There was a group of maybe about five or six Bs, and probably about okay. a size bunch of Cs went past me about halfway up the ah, line. Fair enough. So, <clears throat> um, I'd be. It's one way you could be in a bunch. It's really tough, though. I mean, let's be honest. The pink Tron is the fastest Tron, unless you're Dutch. So, um, <laughs> science would tell us it's the Tron mm. that you have to ride, right? I, I think that that is probably what I'm riding if I ride it. So, yeah. But really fun race though, that. Really good. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on to Herd Beginner Racing. So uh, our Aldi uh, series. Steve, have you been racing this at all? I haven't, but I, I, I'll be honest. Like, this is a really cool idea. So I did two or three of these when I hadn't been swifting for a while. And like, as people who've done this, you get like, or, or when you got promoted up, categories sometimes it just gets a bit depressing racing doesn't it because you're like yeah I, I got promoted up to b and if i made it 900 meters into a race before being shelled like that was really good and like matt's really good it's actually really positive like yay racing with yourself and like you're gonna try and do better next week and i love reading matt's post but like there's so many weeks you do that and you're like this is just depressing isn't it it's because of my three um, minute power steve <laughs> um but no i, I thought this it's a really good series like, it seems to be really well um 
like attended which is good there's normally a good bunch with a good bunch of people and i think yeah there's some there's some really cool routes it's, it's nice short routes as well so yeah really nice and and in many ways like the the kind of origins of the herd as well sort of going back yeah. back to there so yeah the, the ones i've done have been really really cool but um and it's two bridges two bridges my probably my uh, favorite course i think that, um, is that think this week's i think um that was last week so this week we've got tiktok oh okay yeah uh, i've opened I, the wrong thing on swift insider so uh tiktok <laughs> is 16 well with the lead in it's going to be what 19.2k um and it's that standard tiktok route uh that this has been i think one that the hbr does about once a month um so you go through the desert you go up that little climb out of the desert come back through the um underwater tunnel and climb back to the desert pens uh and finish in the desert at the desert sprint yeah uh, very cool <clears throat> flattest or, or fastest uh bike you can for that most aero yeah i mean most most of these um beginner races are sort of fairly flat aren't they which is which is cool yeah. uh all right so moving on to climbers gambit uh this week we are on the new york forward climb uh and it will be the uh grand central circuit reverse which is uh a, going to be about 4k 5k before you get to the start of the climb um and then the climb is the 1.4k at 6.3% um which one is this it's the longer one so it's it's the one that that you go th you go through the banner and then you don't turn right and go through another banner so it's right. the, you take that left hand side um, so I think it's also the slightly less steep side. Um, not to say that there's that it's not steep. There's nothing. Neither of these glass road climbs is, yeah. is uh, not steep, <laughs> but uh, it's 1.4 k at 6.3 percent. So not even as steep as the on average as the Innsbruck climb that we did in HSRL today. Um, but I think the steepest bit does it maxes out at fourteen percent about halfway up the climb. Yeah, this is a like it's an even more extreme version of I think what you need to do to do your best time up Innsbruck is like the, you've got to go hard on the really hard sections. Yeah, like, and then if you can do threshold on the on the flat sections, then like as uh, as Craig would say, hammer the primes. And like in this case, it's like it's hammer those those steep sections because that's where you'll gain the most. Yeah. Um, so just again, looking again, at nice climbs. I, I enjoy New York. I enjoy the climbs. I don't I don't like um got spots the, the loop circuit where, where you hit Harlem Hill and none of the climbs, but no, I like, I've always liked the glass roads in New York. Well, yeah. funnily enough, I was saying to Sean, I you know, I've out of all the types of courses, New York is one that I tend to struggle on if I'm gonna struggle because it's just you know, there's lots of it's pitching up and down all the time, there's lots of punchy bits and i'm not quite so good at those and even the climbs are they just feel painful that glass road i don't know maybe it's just like i don't know there's something about that glass road that psychs me out <laughs> it's quite funny but yeah it, I, there's not a single new york course i think that's easy yeah that's my yeah i don't anyway. know what what sort of track training you've done matt but um 
Zero. Okay, it feels to me. I I remember doing like four hundred intervals. Like, oh like, right, yeah, yeah. On training, and it's like it feels a bit like that. Is that you've just got a segment where you've just got to go out, and then you've got to mm. try and recover, and you know you've got another segment where you've got to go all out, and it's they just weren't fun. <laughs> well, my funnily enough, because I'm slightly um, yeah, um, I don't know, masochistic. I think the <laughs> the, the like twelve by four hundred or sixteen by four hundred was one of my favourite sessions when I was running. I used to eat those up, but I'm now mm. quite a lot older, so uh, <laughs> I'm slightly struggle with them. <laughs> yeah, they are hard sessions. So just looking at uh, some times, uh, it looks like. The fastest potential riders that that are going to be doing this. Uh, the fastest time that I'm seeing on Strava is uh, Dan Pedroza at 2:53 among people that I follow. So wow. that's that's a that's a screaming time. That is um, amazing. Yeah, 2:53 at 528 watts. So that's but, that's flying. Yeah, Dan is uh, hardcore. Matt and Tatum both around 3:40. Me. Uh, yep. Oh, okay. Brent and Chris at three fifty, um, and then some of the like faster C times in the mid, low to mid fours. So, uh, and then uh, hard to tell for the D times, but I'm guessing somewhere in the low fives for this climb. Uh, so pace accordingly. Uh, but yeah, you know, like like Steve said, it's not really one where you're pacing at your five minute power you're pacing hard for those steep bits without blowing yourself up yep yeah these i i think this length of um effort are some of the hardest lengths of effort you can do because the, the longer ones you can kind of you know get into the right pace and if it's really short like a minute or something you, you just can, do what you can you just go for it these like three to four minutes they're the ones where you can really blow up if you get it wrong because just the lactic acid can build up and uh these these are the hardest ones i think yeah but yeah but yeah so again one. uh five 5k uh lead in before the climb uh probably get your warm-up in beforehand not enough yeah. time to get your warm-up in on course on this one uh so that leads us to herd of mountain goats uh yeah so actually so... so quick quick uh aside on the climber's gambit i think that this one so often it's kind of a, a question whether it's going to be smarter to ride on, on some of the flatter climbs often you want something more aero even a tt bike this one i think you want to go climber bike Climbing okay. Tron, something like that. Because 6.3, like those heavier TT bikes are not going to be faster. Um, yeah. So herd of herd of mountain goats. This is yeah, this is a brutal one. It is a brutal one. Um, firstly, I'd just like to say, um, I don't know if you were watching the wrap with um Nathan Guerra. Uh and, and they, he gave a shout out to the mountain goats, which was really cool because he he raced the the one last week. So I was, oh, like, nice. I was really quite chuffed about that. But yeah, so um, this week it's mountain route, um, and unfortunately you don't get the you don't get the nice downhill after you reach the top of the radio tower. It's basically up the uh, epic com, um, the normal epic com side. You have that like you know 
probably 400 meters and then you're up the radio tower which you know which is one of the steepest climbs um in in zwift so yeah it's it's brutal so you've probably got about like 20 plus minutes of pretty hardcore climbing and then um whatever the radio tower is after that so yeah this is this is going to be quite a brutal one and it finishes right at the top of the radio tower it's 15.6 kilometers i think it's about 600 meters of climbing altogether something like that so yeah but you know mountain goats we don't give you the downhills right that's we don't that's just not not that's not how we roll uh, this, I is, actually no, this got... is such a fun, this is such a climbers course as well um, totally so totally the, the the like actually I'd, I'd love to watch some of these so that epic com again it's a bit of a draftable one yes like definitely can, like james mm. james bailey will, will tell you of a time where i sat on his wheel the whole time and then <laughs> then beat us beat him at the top in the slowest of slow motion sprints uh, uh to the top of the com um but like you can't do that with the radio tower. Like, yeah, sure you can sit on some yeah, of yeah, wheel, yeah. but like the radio tower, you just you just can't do that. You're not drafting at that point. So that's gonna be yeah. that is where you're just like all out. That the radio tower is bru- is is totally brutal. Crawling along even even new A is probably crawling along at six kph. Yep. Yeah. Everyone's crawling along and it because you've already done it like 20, 25 minute climb, you know, pretty full on. And then yeah, then then that the radio tower is just definitely just one of the steepest ones in the in the whole game isn't it i think so, it yeah. might be the steepest i mean it hits over what 22 percent or something around that corner oh, okay yeah it's 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 a hard one but yeah you know it is herd of mountain goats so this is this is what we like um look at, I, I actually got a little confused because the uh the spreadsheet is off by a week. So I actually was looking at this and thought that uh, next week's route was this week's route. And was, that's the, the super brutal one. Uh, well, <laughs> well, I'm looking at it and it, it doesn't look like it's out by a week to me, but. Oh, well. I'm just, it says yeah. se- seventh of the, seventh right, of the yeah, fifth, yeah. right? Yeah. No, the, the, the dates are oh, right, you... but it's shifted yeah. relative yeah, yeah, to the yeah, rest yeah. of the ones. So. I'm yeah, just looking right. across the row and it was like, oh, okay, so New York forward and then Bologna four and a half laps. So look forward to that next yeah. week, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> well, don't forget James Bailey. Let's mention him again. Did He gave us 10 laps of Bologna once. 10 laps of Bologna. <laughs> that took like I four also, hours. I, I think we need to it take was, a moment to appreciate three people reading a Google spreadsheet. Uh, uh, yeah, podcasting. Yeah. Oh, that's... <laughs> um, uh, it wasn't... It wasn't ten. I think it was six because was uh, that was the that was the one that we did as the Chris Memorial Gre- or Chris Greenland Memorial Fondo uh, last year, where we drank a beer at the top every lap. Oh, really? We did. We did ten. It was a hundred k, didn't we? As well, that was that was. There was a though. there was definitely a Bologna ten lap, wasn't there? Was it? And it, it, it took it took me like three and a half to four hours to do. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was a James Bailey special. Like the guy, you know, the guy's got no heart, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's going right. to be a good one. Yeah. So Stampede this week is on Neon Flats, one lap of Neon Flats. Uh, so that is pretty much the flattest, uh, one of the flattest routes you can get around Neokio. Um, 14 points, well, 15K all in, including the lead in. With only seventy-two meters of elevation, um, so yeah, plan plan accordingly. Just sit at the fastest pace you can for 
20 to 25 minutes, somewhere in there for 15K. That's still hard though. Yeah, it's, it's, this is, this is a nice FTP test. Yeah. I see it well clear of uh, <laughs> the time, the time trials. They're just, they're just too hard. But yeah, that'd be a good one. <clears throat> and yeah, uh, it's, it's actually probably, ahead. probably a good time trial to start with this, right? Cause it, cause it, as you say, it's an FTP test. You just like, what, what's your what's? I'm going to sit in my what's like it's, there's some of the, some of the courses you guys have done, like actually sort of seeing how the stampede has changed like from where it used to be as well like this is some of the course you do are super short and you're like mm, what what i'm gonna have to do more than i'm comfortable doing like i'm gonna have to like guess my seven minute power um and some of the courses like bologna tt was always a classic like that's a, a classic like under over course like i've got to sit maybe 10 percent below ftp and then i'm just gonna go hard up the climb but this one's a what's the number i can do cool my ftp is this i'm just gonna sit there that's how i get the best time on this course so yeah, probably probably a good one to intro yourself to TT Smith Map. Yeah, yeah, so if you haven't if you haven't done any of these stampedes and you're interested in pushing yourself for 20, 25 minutes, this is a good one for that. Uh and the final race of the week, Bullseye on Wednesday, we've got Sprinters Playground two laps uh with nine sprints. So this one has the tower sprint reverse, castle park sprint reverse, alley sprint, and railway sprint after the little climb up to the railway, uh, and two times around. So the um, uh, what is the ninth? So is it the lap sprint or the finish sprint that counts? I forget what the rules are. Yeah, I'm not hundred percent sure. I'm sorry. <clears throat> yeah, no, I'm worries. not very good on these sprint courses. Uh, yeah, but this one's Swift Power works. <laughs> this one's good because it's uh it's not just about who is the best sprinter. It's this is who can repeat sprints. There's there are four sprints within about 6k. Uh and three of those are within the first 5k. Um so it's it's really about being able to maintain your sprint power uh repeatedly and and these bullseyes are are very tactical as well. It's not just getting your your best time through the segment. It's who can get to that line first. Yeah, so timing it right is going to really matter this week, I think, because people aren't going to want to be pushing that sprint for as long as they need to. And I did, yeah. It's it's like they get progressively longer, right? Don't they? So you've got two three hundred meter sprints, then a five hundred meter meter than a 600 meter so that's like it's getting towards like a 40 to 50 second effort the last one probably like yeah uh, that's quite quite yeah i think trying to compare it to what the desert one is but yeah it's getting like 300 I, meters you took like 10 to 15 seconds of effort and you're probably doubling that doubling it yeah. up quite easily aren't you and put some fatigue out. i mean the, the railway sprint is downhill so it'll be quite quick but um, again i don't yeah I, do you, do you I, tactic do you target like trying to finish third in all four or something like that and <laughs> like trying to keep something in the tank rather than going all out yeah it's really different isn't it i mean um you know there's a massive difference between a um you know like a sort of a 16 second or 20 second sprint and then a 50 second sprint it's completely different sort of you know but it, again mechanism. in in bullseye i do think that it it depends on how it's being raced at like even though it's a 600 meter sprint segment, the the actual sprint might only be 200 meters at the end. 
Yeah, well, that's true. That's true. Uh, I guess it depends on whether there is anyone in your race who thinks that the the best way for them to get points is to go long. Yep. Well, the other the other thing that makes that last sprint interesting is there is a there's a bit of uphill before it, so there is the potential to go really early, um, break away, try and break from the group on that uphill, and then not sprint effectively, and then just know that they're gonna they're gonna eat back to you in that that climb. Um, God, I remember a bullseye a long time ago in Harrogate and Oyan and I having a very similar battle. So one of the sprint segments is at the top of the climb. And I basically did that one on top of the climb, top of a like three uh, percent false flats, probably a bit generous to it, but I was trying my hardest to make that as tough as possible for Oyan. And he was sprinting his hardest to try and beat me to the line. And we had, <laughs> we had a really cool, cool bullseye race. Like I was beating him some laps, he was beating me other laps. So yeah, it's nice. Uh, yeah, it's a cool course. Um, might give that one a go this week, uh, depending on on work and, and where I am. But yeah, looks fun. Depending on uh, the size of the groups and your power profile relative to everyone else's, this could be a course that uh, some breakaways stay away for a considerable amount of time. You've got these these sprints come in quick succession, and there are some spots where you know the group might not be willing to chase you so if you are more of a time trial rider um you can usually get a gap after a sprint because people are not really interested in continuing an effort um, yeah <laughs> and so if you can get away and keep just keep the power on they might let you go yeah so I'm looking forward to seeing you on, on your TT bike in this Sean uh, <laughs> target, targeting a, a banner attack sprint one <laughs> all right so that's the coming week uh for next week we've got uh the muckle yin for hsrl um which has oh just a whole bunch of segments uh so basically all of the uh all of the segments in in scotland both front and back it looks like am i gonna hate this one so it's Breakaway Bray Reverse, Skur Summit North, Breakaway Bray, Skur Summit South, Clyde Kicker, oh, and Champion Sprint. Skur Summit sounds a bit hilly. Yeah, so that's I the think gonna, I think it's I think it's gonna really suit you, Matt. You've got two oh, climbs. Sweet. One one uh, so the 1.6k and 1k at 3.8 <laughs> or three percent. So I think it's oh, gonna yeah. suit your like oh, your, your runner's physique there. You're just gonna go like <laughs> flat out on those, I think. And um yeah oh that looks painful <laughs> looking at it now it, yeah uh so that one's 25k um i'm actually i get we'll talk about it less next week um but one of those segments is gravel so this is one where we might talk bike change um, interesting yeah. and it's what i like about this course so today's hsrl was a bit like formulaic isn't the right word there's only three segments right so you like if you don't do well in the sprint it, it's really tough to get to get back up the course in the uh, in the climbs you really have to do well in all three sprints this is one with five segments in it um well four mm. segments in the finish so actually there's the potential to do even i think it's six segments in the finish yeah, I'm trying to do that. Yeah, I think you're right. I'm trying to do maths in my head and look at the Swift side of thing. But there's three of the segments are quite short. So there's yeah. a potential to like really just target those, be in a group, hammer the primes, get three really quick times, and then 
do okay on the other one so there's lots of different tactics on this so yeah cool course yeah. first time I, well, no, second time i've ridden scotland i did the um omnium and the really painful 3k time trial oh yeah that that was painful. That wasn't fun <laughs> Uh, and then next week's HBR is on Innsbruck Ring, um, just one lap of Innsbruck Ring. So leg snapper and and flat. Classic, classic course. Yep. Yeah, lovely course. So that's that's going to be about what one one minute to one minute twenty. Like just go as fast as you can at the leg snapper. For the, for, yeah, for it's D's. Yeah. So minute minute twenty, minute and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, somewhere in there. Um, yeah, but it won't be go. again it won't be flat out because it's a it's a scratch race so people aren't going to be necessarily hammering all out on that segment if the group can just come back so mm, interesting i think you can get enough there i think you've got to go for it right there's, no, there's not that much it's pretty fast afterwards isn't it you yeah. can down down the leg snapper you've got the sprint and then you probably only got about k well 1.6k we found out today didn't we to the finish so yeah yeah, they'll get fun course, fun course again. Some cool courses coming up. Yeah. Yep. All right. That brings us to around the horn. So, Matt, you had something, and then we can talk about the uh, updates to the power ups. Yeah, sure. I mean, um, so, so some people might have seen that on one of the threads uh, um, in the herd um, when I posted the results of the um, the end of the mountain goat series that uh, there was. You know what some people might call some harsh feedback um and i just wanted to say a couple of things one thing around the feedback and then one thing that you know on the positive side so um the the point was made so you know firstly there's there's no problem with giving feedback there's no problem with necessarily giving harsh feedback or you know I, I would say that it's better to be constructive rather than just harsh 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 but you know it's it's okay um the one point i would i do think is important though because the the person that gave this feedback then went on to say that it didn't matter that we're all volunteers trying to do a good thing for a a large community you know whether we're volunteers or not that's just an excuse you know if if we don't have time or whatever but actually I I do think it matters because all of us have got um, sort of full-time jobs and we are you know sometimes we are busier than other times with with other things and I think there needs to be a bit of give and take, you know, what, what would people rather the, the volunteers just not do, you know, not show up. And so the races don't take place or the volunteers show up and yeah, sure. It's not as a hundred percent magnificent as if you were being had a full-time employee being paid to do it, but you know, it's still races that probably 99% of people think are good. And when we're putting something out there for the community, so that that's just one point, but, and that, that's not really the important point. The, I think the, the really important point though, is around feedback. Um, Cause what was a bit disappointing about this was the person gave their feedback and then said, and, and we're going to take our team away and we're not going to do the races anymore, which is fine. That's their prerogative. Right. But I think the better approach is, and what we would like uh, is p- people to give the feedback and actually give us a chance to implement the feedback. Um, that's one point. But also, um, w- you know, we want the feedback and we want ideas because we're a group of people. Um, some of us, like Steve and maybe yourself, have lots of knowledge of cycling. Some of us, like me, <laughs> basically zero you know, uh, knowledge of cycling. Um, and, you know, I'm just trying to help where I can. 
Uh, and you know so but but we're not we can't you know there's definitely going to be ideas that we don't know think you know we we don't think of and there's going to be things that we don't see because we're too close to the events themselves so if people have feedback or if people have ideas of either how we could make it better or, or a type of event that we're not doing that would be really cool that please give it to us you know but actually give us a chance to to implement it and and make things better you know that i think that's a really important point here so you know i i I, some people kind of pitched into the thread, which wasn't necessarily cool. It was nice that they kind of defended me, but, um, you know, it kind of just exacerbates it in a way. But, you know, the point is, is give feedback um, and, you know, and we actually want it because we, we really are trying to make the community better. We're trying to put on races for this sort of, you know, not just the herd, but the, you know, when you look at many of our races, hundreds of people from outside of the herd join our races yeah and and actually even though the number of people doing the races has definitely gone down when you look at our races compared to many of the others we've still got pretty decent numbers i mean look at hsrl tonight there was like you know maybe 100 people doing it or something these are good numbers for this time of year um, but anyway, that's that's my bit. It wasn't really a soapbox. It's just to say, look, yeah, please come and give us feedback. Bring your ideas um, because we do want to try to make things better. And, um, you know, for example, we're thinking of maybe making some changes to Mountain Goats and Climbers Gambit and how we could maybe do something different. So, yeah, anyway, that's that's it, really. No, I, I think what... here on that. And uh, so I, I went and helped out the local club time trial this week and stood in, in a quite miserly crappy weather in my dry road getting cold and everyone said thanks and I'm like I, I didn't I didn't do it for people to say thanks I do it because I quite like to be able to turn up and do a time trial on Thursday night and that relies on somebody being there to time it yeah. start it and like people I think the thing I said to you before Matt the people the thing that annoys me when people talk to volunteers is they say we should do this and what they mean is you should do this and I think yeah. actually like what what I really enjoyed about um with a bit of a history old man rambling about history theme here like I think James was doing something like 20 to 30 hours of work a week um when he was organizing the team time trials and all of the races that Herb was putting on and we've expanded since then um and like if you think about the great work that lisa and people do organizing the ttt the fact that you and maria lyon and gavin and various people have taken on all of the different races that we do and none of you did that because you felt put upon or you felt a chore you did that because you wanted to make it better and wanted to improve it and i think that's the that's the thing that people have forgotten actually like as you say we're not, none of us are experts we're just trying our best but everyone's trying that's the key thing everyone's trying their best aren't they? yeah to, to make yeah. it good so yeah give feedback but but do it with love and i think also just recognize swift i was just looking i've done the events thing and looking at the events filter uh if i wanted to there's four races i could do before midnight tonight uk five races there's then after the before the 1 a.m there's another five yeah. races like so um like in the next two and a half hours, there's 10 races I can do on Zwift. And I don't think any of them are organized by people who are paid money. So like, Absolutely. <laughs> that's the thing. Like if I want to get on and do racing on Zwift, like people are making it happen for me. Yep. Absolutely. Cool. Right. Yeah. And then the, uh, the one new, there, there has been a couple of uh, announcements in the new update um 
I think the one that's going to affect people the most is that the power-ups have been rebalanced. So no changes to the aero helmet. Uh, The draft truck has been made longer, 30 to 40 seconds, and also stronger. So the draft effect is stronger. Uh, Feather going from 15 to 30 seconds. That's crazy. That's absolutely... Uh, Anvil reduced to 15 seconds with a weight being kind of re the weight that's added being rebalanced across weights. And it's not necessarily the same for everybody, but um, trying to make it equally useful for everybody, which is nice. Yeah. I think that's um, good because you, you've seen um, some of the anvils and some of the, definitely the WTRL races where it really made a, a massive material difference and, and it was an over the top difference. So that that's actually quite oh, good. It's ma- massively overpowered. Like one of the it was, um, yeah. ZRL races I did, like I was in a group of five people and I'm like, oh, it's downhill. I hit the anvil and I beat them by like a minute. And like, <laughs> this is just like, just crazy, like crazy overpower. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, personally, I like what they're doing with the feather as well. Bit of a longer effect on the feather. Yeah. Uh, this one, so the burrito was the worst power up uh, oh, before. Don't even mention um, the burrito to me because you could you could drop yourself, right? Yes. You could. You could. So the burrito would make the draft just not work for a radius around you, meaning that you were making the people right in front of you lose the draft. Yeah, uh, and, and and like only one person out of a, a million Zwifters knew that what it actually did. <laughs> Clearly, well, you yeah. you saw this in the Premier ZRL Premier League, didn't you? You saw teams both deploying a burrito and effectively both riders knocking each <laughs> other out of the draft, and then like just being dropped. And it's like it's so hard to yeah. yeah. Uh, but now, so the duration has increased from ten to twenty seconds, and. Uh, now it only removes drafting from riders in a cone behind the rider instead of everyone in a radius around them. Um, So, which introduces some interesting potential opportunities for team tactics, uh, you know, maybe attacking off the front and having the last rider in the group drop a burrito. And then if you many of you have a burrito, you roll through and then that next rider drops their burrito um and so you you make that group chase you yeah uh, that's that's potentially you know it's it's only 20 seconds but it's an it's potentially powerful oh, i think it could be massive now i mean who, who ever had the idea that it should affect you like that was absolutely what was, i mean it's not a power up is it if it does that but but now it's it's incredibly tactical i, I really like it now yeah uh the ghost has increased from 10 to 15 seconds, uh, but no longer possible to use within 400 meters of the finish line. I've never liked the ghost. I feel like that's going to be the new worst power up. Um, Even 15 seconds. I, th- I think this is interesting. Enough. I do see for me with the new pack dynamics, this could be interesting because if you go for 15 seconds, you can now get an appreciable gap. And we now know mm. that the group behind you actually has to work. Whereas before, like 15 seconds, 10 seconds of effort, like it's so hard to stay ahead of a of a group, even a not particularly motivated group, because of the be- the beehive effect and um they just at you up. So it'd be interesting with like this plus PD4. Um seems I, like an interesting I think that it might be. PD five or six before it really makes a big difference. 
Um, I, I think Zwift Insider did show something that um, as long as everyone's maintaining relatively consistent power within the group, groups are actually faster now with Pack Dynamics 4 than they were with... with really? Yes. Mm -hmm. um, for the same consistent power, groups are faster. Okay. Because, because if you're maintaining consistent power, uh, there is no auto-breaking in the group, but the draft is stronger. Um, so, okay. yeah. Uh, I think that people ride differently now because, because you do get auto-breaked if you're being variable within the group. So um, it does kind of change things, but I, I do think that we're still not where we need to be with the, with the pack dynamics. And, and I follow those threads. They are still working on it and trying to figure out like there is there is somebody who is who talks with the community who is in charge of that team and is very motivated to get it really well balanced uh not necessarily to feel exactly like outside but to have more interesting potential outcomes in races yeah that kind of yeah. just balance things for the types of races that happen on Swift. Yeah, uh, and then the other ch so no changes to the steamroller and uh, no XP in races. Yep, that's by default, good. which is great. Yeah, um, that was insane getting yeah. an XP. Yeah, but that's I good. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's good changes. Uh, you know, um, definitely the burrito. That's a really good change. Um, and the other ones seem seem pretty decent. Yeah, I, don't know, I mean, but... anvil feather draft. All I think it's all good changes. Yeah, yeah. And I, I wouldn't. I didn't know that. I did, I really thought that they might not do that, but and or maybe change the burrito. But yeah, it's cool. It's cool that they're doing it. And then the coffee break could be. It's meant to be coming on on the tenth of May, isn't it? Didn't I yeah, read? So just around the corner. Yeah, that'll be good. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. The weird I'm... UI one. So the one I noticed after the update was the new pairing screen layout. Um, yeah. yeah. This might be. This might be unique to me. Um, no. Nope. Much <laughs> easier to navigate with. Um, so I. Uh, play Zwift on an Apple TV. Much easier to navigate yeah. on Apple TV now. Uh, uh, I, I do think that it's interesting that they've uh, made steering um, very prominent there. And uh, I, <laughs> I did see that steering is now by default enabled in all races. Yep. Uh, so potentially hinting at something coming in the future for steering being actually used in game um and to me what that could potentially mean is auto breaking in corners and choosing your line through corners and things like that and so we'll see i actually managed to get my i've got i've got this i've had the steering for like about nine months and it's never worked uh and i actually managed to get it to work and i was like oh this is actually see quite interesting i just maybe need to put it under my bike rather than on the handlebars at the moment <laughs> All right. So, uh, anything else? Uh, no, not for me. Yeah, we need to we need to hustle Matt off so that he can uh, he can do a broadcast. Yeah, yeah. Go enjoy those comms, Matt. And great, great to chat with you all. Yeah, yeah. good to see you. Great Steve. to have you. Great to have you on board, Steve. And I'm I'm really glad. Like I, like I keep saying to you, I'm really happy that you're uh, getting your race bug back again. It's good to see. Yeah, and I, as I say, the 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 herd e beginner racing the herd. Her de racing was was really good for that. I also think again going back to 
community stuff like the tiny races i've been doing on a saturday now and that's four oh, races yeah. in an hour on a saturday like yeah. they're good fun there's a good group of people doing those as well and that's that's swift insider so yeah they get some money from swift but i'm pretty sure that's being done by volunteers as well yeah they're, they're yeah making that happen so well yeah some, you wouldn't some cool races you wouldn't begrudge Zwift Insider getting a bit of money anyway, would you? I think it's a great, great resource. Great. Cool. Well, lovely to see you. And uh, go smash the comms now, Matt. Yeah, right. thanks, mate. I mean, it was diff- difficult to be like Mark. Mark John was really on, on ball last week. So it's going to be, <laughs> and I think I'm by myself today. But anyway, I will do my best. Conversation in, I once had a conversation with Craig, um, but Craig didn't record his half of the conversation whilst doing comms. So I had a conversation with myself with ne- meaningful <laughs> pauses. So it can't be worse than that, Matt. We've had a few of those. So I wouldn't bet on that, but <laughs> we'll try our best. All right. <laughs> Take it easy, everyone. And hopefully okay. see yeah. you up in the seas soon, Steve. Hopefully, hopefully, yeah. yeah. Ben, Ben, Nate, and I are all targeting not finishing this season of HSRL in the D's. So yeah, yeah hopefully be up in the nice. seas. Nice. All right. See you guys. Take it easy. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.